politics Some culture and craft beer Politics And that is why you're here Politics Bottoms up Welcome to Bottoms Up Fred and Blotto discuss the politics of today, the culture of our lives, and the beer of our state. Bottoms up, everybody and all y'all. Episode 60, coming your way. That means that uh, Bottoms Up has slid into the high-risk coronavirus age group. So 60 is not a good number these days. Uh, are you trying to say the podcast is now on life support? <laughs> Man, may have been there for that a while. <laughs> Anyways. Because none of us are at 60 yet. No, no, no. But we are at epi 60. So had to find some kind of connection to what's going on in the world. As usual. Anyways. Um, so we skipped a week. Because of uh, being locked down. And uh, we're back and uh, we're attacking it from a, a different set of technological uh, efforts. And uh, we'll hand it over to Nobs and we'll let him fill everybody in on that. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> Nobs didn't know that. <laughs> uh, no, we are all doing our part. We are actually recording for the first time ever from our own individual uh, studios. So this is uh, a first for us recording this way, and I'm expecting it to go flawlessly. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I'm really impressed with the program that we're using, Zencaster. A uh, little plug there, Zencaster.com. It was very seamless. I yeah. mean, you sent us an email with a link, we clicked on it, and basically you're on. And then we yeah. get to see when you're recording and when you're not. Uh, there was no login. There was no sign up. There was no. Just on my side. I had to create an account. Um, well, hey, you know, hey, I like things to be, you know, easy for me. Yeah. <laughs> and they were and they are. So, uh, uh, yeah, thanks for any additional effort that you had with it. But from my standpoint, uh, Zencaster uh, seems to be user-friendly. Right, Fred? Yeah, so if I can do it, <laughs> it's really user-friendly because th th this stuff normally boggles the old mind, but I actually was able to get into it pretty easily too, so yay, Zencaster. You know what's gonna Zencaster is doing their part to where people, um, the free accounts have some of the features of their pro accounts for like unlimited recording and unlimited users and stuff like that. So Bafo. it's cool to see them doing that. Yeah. Oh, so they understand how they can assist in the social distancing efforts. Yep. That's awesome. And I'm, and I'm not sure if a Zencaster had anything to do with it, but I, I did find my dongle. <laughs> well, that's a little TMI there, Fred. <laughs> It happens. Uh, this is what happens when you go into quarantine for two weeks, you know? You lose your dongle. <laughs> you lose your dongle and you need help. <laughs> uh, Anyways. 
you know, it, you know, when I, I listen to other podcasting or even radio shows like on Ekman, I often wonder how many are in the same room, uh, you, you know, or even in the same studio. And I think remote recording goes on a lot more than what I think. You, you just assume that when four or five or six people are talking or three people are talking, they're all in the same room together. And I don't even know if we should have even mentioned anything that we weren't in the same room together. You know, like that's that's the way that so much podcasting is done. That's that's the pro way. So if we do it again, maybe we don't even say anything. Let's we'll see how we sound. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, everyone sounds good on my end. So, well, it, it, even if we never do it, plan on never doing it again, it's good to know we have a backup like this. If we run into a situation where, you know, not some earth-ending pandemic going on but something else you know a little more normal would uh, preclude us from getting together this mm-hmm. is a great plan b from what i can see well hold on it, it's not great because we ran into a major complication we did yeah. yes we did yesterday trying to all collaborate on beers remotely oh god oh my god <laughs> That was so bad. That was that was so painful. I thought going to Meyer would just be the shoe in. I mean, every Meyer would have the same beer to pick from, and it just that was a shit show. <laughs> it was hilarious. So, 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 should I explain? Does you want to explain there, Fred? No, you go go ahead. So, in order to to, to do this episode, you know, we always drink the same beers and. Uh, we thought, okay, we'll all go to Myers at the same time and uh, stand in front of their beer coolers and pick out three, you know, two beers uh, that you know we each would grab and then take home, and then we would be able to review and share during this podcast. And as Fred was just saying, it should be very simple to go to the same mega store with great Michigan beer selections and find three that were the same. I don't know how many we went through. 20? 25 beers? Where I don't know if it was that many. It, two of us had it, but three of us didn't have it? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was insane how many beers we went through trying to find two that all of us had access to. Was, yeah, it was carrying. I mean, it was, it was clear. One thing that was clear was Myers uses different beer distributors. Because yeah. there were breweries that were up in your area, knobs like uh, Midland Brewing Company. That was mm. that they, and when you've brought them, I don't know if you always get them at Myers, but you've brought those beers to podcast before. I thought to myself, I don't see those down in my area. That Midland Brewing Company, whether it's like you know the Grapevine, or uh, you know Napa Valley Party Store, or whether it's uh, uh, Myers. So I think that. You know, some of it gets, and, and just like we would have Coonans, but you wouldn't. Uh, my Coonans were sold out. Uh, which is also weird, like when they were sold out types. That was, I mean, how, how complicated could have this been when it should have been pretty darn easy? Uh-huh. Yeah, just, it, just it, was, it was insane how many we went through. And then we didn't even get two beers. We settled on one. Uh, right, we couldn't find. I am still certain. I'm still certain, Fred, that your Myers must have had the triple double. Ah, dude, they—I went through the entire um, 
Atwater section twice. Joe Reezy went through it, which she was not entertained by us doing this for 45 oh, minutes. She was with you? Yes. She oh. was helping me look. And, oh, no. and, and she guys, was. She you guys were getting attacked was, by the cooties, both of you. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she she was all in with it, thought it was a great idea until we got it to about the half an hour, 35 minute mark and we can't find two beers. And then she jumps in and, and she's going through the shelves and the aisle. And <laughs> I hope she divorce court was in our future. <laughs> I hope she took a bath in Purell. <laughs> oh, we both did, yeah. You, you know, know what, though? I think we could have had a an agreement on beer if it wasn't for founders because the the, yes. the new founders yep. offerings there was plenty and i'm guessing at all store there was plenty but we're, we're still not supporting that that bunch so i could have solved the problem with founders but i chose not to even bring it up and so. conspicuously neither did knobs or myself right I mean, I, section I, of the beer cooler we just kept going past so Good for us for being a little principled about what we're doing. <laughs> As we're breaking quarantine. <laughs> well, I, we're not really. I mean, we still got to go get beer. I mean, we're talking about essential businesses. <laughs> yes. So Liquor store is already essential. You know, but it is kind of weird that, you know, you go into your grocery store to get supplies. And then you're like, you want to kind of get in and out of there as fast as you can. Like, like it gets in your head. Like the longer I'm here, you know. The more likely that the that the cootie is going to find me, <laughs> and it was kind of like we got to get out of here. This is not too long. I already do that anytime I go to Meyer, regardless. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know where everything that I want is already, and I hit those exact aisles, get my shit, and get out. So then I'm standing this beer aisle for 45 minutes, trying to avoid anyone else looking at beer, keeping my six foot away from them, <laughs> but. What did we settle on? Okay, yeah, let's get to the beer. Um, so, you know, it was my turn for beer. We'll figure that out going forward. Um, so I was the first one trying to find some that um, that we all three of us had access to. So I'll, I'll introduce uh, the one that we did find that everybody had at their local Meyer was the Bell's Official, which is a hazy India pale ale. Did you guys roll it? Um no. Uh, I did not. But you already opened yours, it sounds like. I Hazy. Hey. I'm rolling it a little bit. I don't know how much to roll it. Hazy. Hazy. Um, yeah, I don't know if it matters either. I'm just dying of thirst, so I'm cracking it. Uh, it bills itself as pungent American hops combined with wheat and pills and malt result in smooth, aromatic, juicy IPA. It's got a medium, uh, you know, to light color. I like the color. You know. I got like the Wizard of Oz. Uh, uh, I got a lot of head on mine. Yeah, I, I got a pretty good head on mine as well. Yep. Ditto's here. Um, it, it's... it's mm, nice hazy, aroma. But I, I kind of feel like it's going to clear up a little bit. It's not as hazy as other... Hazy pale ales, I guess. But okay, I definitely should have rolled mine because I can look into it and see where it's kind of darker in one area oh. and lighter in another, and it's slowly mixing. Fred, start us off. 
No, I'm gonna, I'm, I haven't tasted it yet. I'm just uh, checking the aroma. So here we go. Mm, I like it. Very citrusy. Um, matches the bouquet. The taste and the bouquet are pretty much in line. That's actually not not really that bitter. Kind of smooth finish for IPA. I like it so far. Color's great. Great head on it. So I don't like the name. I must not understand it. I, I was going to talk about that a little bit as well. But uh, on the review side there, Knobs, uh, what do you think? Uh, I like it a lot. Um, just like Fred said, great citrus flavor to it. Very smooth. It's I agree with like this. Yeah. It's like a light IPA in many ways. Yeah, um, that's a good way to describe it. Yep. It's like if they made an Oberon into an IPA. It's oh, a toned wow. tone down IPA. Yeah. Uh, which is maybe why I like it. I mean, it's to me, it's got the right amount of hops. It's certainly not bitter. It's it's got a little linger, but not by IPA standards, right? I no, mean, no, no. You know, it finishes pretty clean for an IPA, um, and uh, the front end is very refreshing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I like this, and uh, I'm not at all upset that I don't have to share the rest of the six packs. <laughs> exactly. I was like on the same thing. Yeah. And it comes in at a respectable 6.4 on the alcohol. So uh, that checks bad. that box. I would have pegged this more like a high four, low five. Yeah. You know, I, I think that I think Bell's put a lot of thought into this beer. And I think they're they're hitting on all of those bases, if you will. Um and I say that because it, it, there's a there's a baseball theme to me uh, uh, with this beer. I don't know what it is, but um, but regarding the name, I kind of feel like this is something that they want to own as like maybe like their everyday beer, you know, kind of like you know High Life or uh, you know Coors Beer, you know Coors Banquet, you know what that is. And that when they call it the official, it's like the Bell's official, almost generic in its name. And therefore, it's kind of like that everyday beer that you could drink, that everyday IPA. And, you know, hand me an official where you don't even really refer to it as Bell's. That's kind mm -hmm. of what I'm thinking with the way that they approach the naming and the labeling um, and, and then even the flavor. It just seems like they want this to be a very popular everyday brew. Half Pine saw it, and she, she commented on it. She says, oh, she goes, those are really good. She goes, I drank so much of those last summer. So, yeah, you might be on to something there. And, and the fact they beef it up to six, so it's not, you know, it's 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 not your, your Miller Lite, okay, or – as you would say, you're light, you know what I mean? Um, it's not a 3.2 or a 4. The fact that they go 6, that's the Bell's part. That's where that's, you know, and that's going to make it a little bit better beer. So I, I think it's a, a, I thought it was pretty interesting marketing. And I could be wrong about it, but that's kind of my take on, on the way that they, they approached this beer. I didn't know it was out last year. I don't know how long it's been around. 
I do remember seeing it last year, and and be honest with you, I hate the label and I hate the packaging. So that's kind of why I've I've glossed over it numerous times. Be honest with you, I it just something about it. Just ugh. well, here I'll tell Maybe you. Maybe it's baseball. No, <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you what you don't like about it. What's that? It doesn't look like craft beer labeling. Ah, uh, you know, might be. Right. Might I mean, when you look at the labeling, you know. yeah, it, there's, there's, it, it doesn't, it doesn't scream craft beer at all. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm comparing it to like, you know, the Miller High Life's of the world, or, you know, you know, again, the Coors Banquet, or whatever. But I think because, you might be onto me. You know, might be onto something there. Because I think I've seen it. Especially this year, I think I've seen it. I don't, I don't recall seeing it last year, but I, I think I've seen it in the stores, and it's almost like, what is that? Oh, it's a Bell's beer? Like, this doesn't look like a Bell's product. Hmm. I think I've shied away from it because I do see it literally everywhere. And for some reason, that's like, well, it's not special or unique because it's literally everywhere. So I'm not going to get it right now. Well, we know it's every, it's in at least three Myers. Yes. <laughs> they had plenty of it too. But now I'm glad it's everywhere because this is delicious. It's for me. And it might be my summer beer. Yeah. I, I, I can say it's for me already too. I, I'm not going to change my mind about it. So it's for Likewise. me. I'm, I'm going to go for me on this. Uh, I got to go back and look at what last year's summer beer was. I forget what it was. I did have one or two. I just forget what they were. Mine was Pool Time. Uh, also yeah, that's by a good one. Pool Time's a good one. Mine was Green Zebra Founder. Yeah. So I'm uh, going to have to find something else for the summer. This might be it. Uh, yeah. I forget what mine was. It wasn't Saugatuck Peanut Butter Porter, was it? <laughs> 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 so Bell's official is our official summer beer. Well, hold on a second. I gotta, hold I gotta decide. But you guys, you guys, Fred, why don't you lead us into where we're going today? As I look it up, because I want to, I, I have to jog my memory here a little bit. Oh, geez, what should we talk about today? Uh, just not much going on. World is coming to an end. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together, blood bursting from the ears. Uh, of course, we're talking about the pandemic, and uh, it's it's pretty much twenty four seven news anymore. Uh, you know what's funny? Like to me, it was funny. Is it, it literally has consumed every bit of news space on every cable channel there is i mean there's really not much else that can even tick up on the old meter and i started thinking it popped in my head it's like wasn't bolton supposed to be coming out with a book in the middle of march what happened with that i thought it was out he it came I, out is it like out? one headline for it i think is it I really out? no i don't I, think it is out no and it, but it, it just the whole thing of like a vacuum of any other subject, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute! I thought that book was going to be this big tell-all, and it was supposed to come out like mid-March, but I don't remember hearing a word of it. And that's just an example of everything else is falling off the table, and it's 
it's pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19, 24-7. That's, that's all there is. I have never been so turned off from 24-7 news before. I, I really can't watch it. I, I'm watching such awful television right now. I am. I'm. I, I. I have to like think to myself: Is this me? Like, is this who I've become? You're watching the Hallmark Channel, right? Because they've I come can, with back with their Christmas shows. So. I can. I was going to say I can tell you right now that they've been running Christmas shows. Yes, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, Blastradamus, you were the one that kept. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. The next yeah. Monday, it was going to disappear from the news cycle, and uh, you couldn't be more wrong. Okay. Well. So <laughs> Quick the, interjection. Uh, May 12th is the release date. It got pushed back uh, from March, he, March 17th to May 12th. Ah, it was supposed to be mid-March. I was yeah. right about that. Okay, continue. Uh, and don't be surprised if that gets pushed back further. You what know? date, Nobs? May 12th. May 12th. Okay. I was just wondering if, I, if it was coinciding with Easter when the coronavirus is going to be done. I just was curious. Maybe some kids might get in their Easter basket, you know, Bolton's book. <laughs> with some peeps. Almost, almost got a spit take on me right there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just to back up a second, my, my summer beer last year was Austin Brothers Woody Wheat. That's it. Yeah. Uh uh, okay, so um, uh, that's interesting that that's what you thought about with <laughs> what a political scene right now. Fred, is, where was Bolton's book? Because how come we're not back on the impeachment train? <laughs> well, just think about how, how, how much he was like in the spotlight throughout the whole impeachment. Is he going to, isn't he going to get, you know, uh, deposed and testify? And then the book, what about the book? If he doesn't testify, there's the book. It's coming then. And then, you know, you get a pandemic or two and <laughs> off the radar, you know. It just, just kind of struck me as odd. And, and it also really drove home the point is, is how much news this is sucking up because that's really all there is. It, it is amazing how much it's sucking up. I mean, it, and, and, you know, yes, a lot of the U.S. and the world is at some kind of standstill based on, uh, on this pandemic. But there are still things happening, you know, and we rely on news organizations to to dig this out and you know shine the light on the cockroaches i mean that's really their job and you know who who knows what this administration is trying to get away with right now um you know as as the camera is being distracted by these propaganda tele press conferences that they they do every day um you know i, I just saw a story um about how they're using, you know, the special emergency powers to relax all EPA guidelines. I saw that, and that's actually, I saw that Facebook post. That is actually what triggered the Bolton book thing. Because it's like, it kind of like caught me off guard. It's like, yeah, I wonder what else they're up to. And where the hell is that book? That's how my <laughs> <laughs> my mind kind of functioned through it, but it was the same type of thing. It's like, you, you know, there's crap going on and running in the background for sure. 
you know, with as much shit as he's got coming his way over all this mess with the pandemic, you know, he's got stuff running in the background that people would not like if they could see what was going on. Whether it's related or not, I mean, this is kind of related, but it's certainly the kind of thing that they always want to do. And that is, you know, tell corporate America, uh, don't worry about polluting our waterways if it's going to help you make profit. And now they're using, you know, kind of an economic emergency to say, we want to make sure you're as profitable as ever. So don't worry about following any guidelines. And, um, you know, it's not going to be grabbed. I mean, it's not going to get to any level of, um, you know, excitement, excitement in a negative way, but, you know, uh, where, you know, the, the press or the public is, is, is going to say anything about it. Yeah. You know, we have a, a friend who kind of, nah, I don't want to say he really is in on the conspiracy theories, but he kind of borders on that. And he looks at events like this as all they want to do is control the people. And whether or not there are real crisis doesn't really matter because they'll always take advantage of it. The government will to control the people by use of fear or, you know, other such tactics. And he's got a point in some respects, right? I mean, you, you know, like I said, no, no one, I mean, it was, it was a Hill article that talked about the EPA, but there's not going to be much picked up on that because everyone's too concerned about, you know, coronavirus and how many N95 masks there are. Uh, and, you know, we have the wrong administration in place to trust. Slight understatement there, Marco. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, if it was somebody else, we'd still probably assume, even if it was a Republican, we'd st- we probably would st- still assume that for the most part, they're going to do the right things. You, you would think, I mean... Uh, if, you you if, operate under the premise that they would. Here you oper- operate under the premise of just the opposite. That's the problem. Right. You, you would think humanity would come in a case like this with the conditions we have that's you know around the world and and blooming here for sure you would think humanity would take its place above partisanship but not not with this guy it's unbelievable that a pandemic can be blue or red but it is look at the way he's treating the governors yep yep Whitmer being one of them, Michigan governor. Whitmer and uh, Isley, if that's the governor. In yeah, Washington. Washington. Yep, yep. I, I mean, it's it's it, it it's so flipping transparent. And Cuomo, Cuomo's and, and Cuomo, been kind of ha- Cuomo's been kind of half kissing his ass because he understands how Trump works. Oh, did I say his name? Nobs, I want that out. <laughs> Stuck it from the record. <laughs> Dear leader, he knows how dear leader operates, and that that you gotta kiss his wrinkly orange ass, and, and just make him feel good, and you know stroke his his blonde wig to make him feel good and purr, and you might get what you want. But in the end, you will eventually get stabbed in the back by this guy. So, I, I think he's realizing that, of course, uh, as everyone eventually does. Eventually, you know, if you if you're around him long enough. Uh, you will, you know, be tainted by the stench. 
and how much you can stand is really determines how long you stick around. You know, we brought up like the the, the way he's treating governors, um, and we we brought up Gretchen Whitmer, who's the governor of our fair state, Michigan, and she's been critical of him and his administration, and he's basically taking it out on her today. I mean, it's like revenge politics. She had supplies, much needed supplies that were lined up and supposed to be coming to Michigan for our uh, frontline people in the hospitals and yeah, PPE and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, masks and gowns, blah, blah, blah. And the connections she had are basically telling her that they were told not to give it to Michigan. I mean, what the F? Did you see where he called her that woman from Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. You know who she is, that woman. He's talking to his buddy Hannity, of course. No, he also said it on the press conference today. Oh, no, I did not see that today. I I saw it in a Hannity interview. And I I just happened to walk by the television and it happened to be on. And that was the part that I I caught. Because uh, I don't know if it was a replay, but it wasn't the Hannity interview. Uh, but yeah, I think it was today's, you know, propaganda recap. And he, you know, he called her that woman. Didn't even um, call her governor. I mean, I, I don't understand how, again, getting back to his own party, why there isn't a little bit of the humanity thing popping up and, and, and saying enough's enough. When you hear stuff like that, it, it, it's obviously that he's punishing our state because she didn't fall in line and, and kiss his ass, you know? No one says a word about it. Yeah. What do you make of his rising favorability poll? Well, I think anytime you get in a situation like this, whether it be a 9-11 or going to war or whatever, people, I think, instinctively will rally around a president. And, and they want to. They want to be because that's supposed to be the person you're looking to to kind of lead you through the mess. So I think in, in some respects it's knee-jerk. And people are, are trying to give this guy the benefit of the doubt, but I don't think those numbers are going to last. <laughs> I, I, I also don't. think that they're a little bit misleading because the question is, you know, like, what do you think of what he's doing now? Right? Oh, yeah. And, in, the, in the two months where he wasted time and, and didn't do a thing and called it a hoax and said it wasn't real and said it was created by the Democrats and the mainstream media. You mean that time? And the numbers are fine where they're at. The numbers are yeah. good. We like yeah, the number. Yeah. I like the numbers just where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're going to go away miraculously. Yeah. By, so, by Easter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I predicted that too. But. <laughs> <laughs> Lastradamus, second prediction. Let's not talk about predictions, but <laughs> but yeah, I I think it's a, it's misleading in that, uh, you know, a lot of people are going to say that what he's doing now, which okay, he, they have kind of gotten their act together a little bit, 
uh, you know, it, but it's it's it, it's been by all the other people around him, right? It's been by Fauci and others. It hasn't been him, or this thing would still be a cluster. Um, but yeah, going back to where this thing started is where it's fail, 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 fail. You know, you eventually get to a point where you almost cannot go against you know the the the, the mass opinions of expertise, and so therefore it looks like you're doing the right thing. Well, that that, that uh, coronavirus task team or whatever they call it with Pence and all them, um, it's pretty amazing. They always throw dear leader up in front, and he lies for 35 to 40 minutes, and then they throw Pence up there, the pencil neck, and then he says – Due to the great leadership of their leader, every fourth sentence, and then you get to the medical professionals, Fauci and uh, what's the other Blix. lady's name? What's that? I think it's Blix, isn't it? Uh, something like that. You know what I noticed? Uh, up until maybe yesterday or the day before, I I, I kept waiting for Fauci and. Um, her first name's Deborah, so I'm going to call her Deborah because we're unsure of the last name. <laughs> um, you kind of counted on them to try and right the wrongs that went on the hour, hour and a half before them. But I'm starting to think Deborah has fallen under the spell because she is starting to push back. Whereas before, she, her and Fauci were kind of hand in hand. And, and their pushback against the nonsense coming out of Dear Leader and Pencil Neck's mouth. But I noticed yesterday, I haven't been avoiding the news like you have. I've been watching quite a bit of it as yeah. I work from home. Um, but sh sh I honestly think she's falling under the, the smell. I mean, falling under the spell <laughs> of this guy. Because the stuff that's coming out of her mouth... In the giggling and the crap going on up up there, something's happened to her. So I I, I think we may have lost her. And yeah. I think it's Fauci on his own. Uh, her, her name is uh, Burks. Burks, that's it. That's it. I'm B i r x. Deborah. I call her Deborah. It, it, it is. Oh, that woman. That woman. Deborah. That woman. Deborah. <laughs> that woman. Uh, doctor. No, that on a first name basis. That woman. That woman. Good beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess the... Uh, well, hang on one more point. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you got to give Pencil Neck this point. Within the first two minutes, every time he's up there, he pulls out the mimeographed, laminated, 15-day miraculous guide to having this pandemic done by Easter. Did you get yours in the mail, by the way? I got my my my. No, I've not gotten one. I've seen I've seen some people share it. I have not gotten one. Big big wave and um, uh, the other guy from Vegas. Yeah, yeah they, they were both talking about they had gotten them in the mail. I got mine in the mail yesterday. Uh, I needed to start it on fire. It, it was kind of, have you gotten one? Um, no, but to be fair, I haven't checked my mail in over a week. To be fair. 
And that's not due to Corona. That's just every day for me. That's just, <laughs> just normal. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I haven't seen ours. Yeah, it's coming. The one, the one big wave got was pretty big. Mine was more like postcard sized, and I felt kind of. What did it? What, what did it? What did it? It's got those the, the suggestions that they keep reading off that that thing Pence brings up every single time and he waves it. It's like a blue and white card. It's their 15-day, it's the president's 15-day step to overcoming and ridding us of this pestilence, you know. So, in other words, if everyone follows these steps... That's how we're. This is how we're going to be done. In two weeks. Yes, it, this this week coming up will be will be done with the the pandemic because of this laminated card. <laughs> You've missed can that. I, can I guess. Can I make a prediction? Can I make a prediction? <laughs> sure. Blotstradamus, you have the the crystal ball. Go. Uh, no thanks. Uh, well, I, I guess it will be entertaining to to read once once I get it. I have seen people post receiving theirs, and I I, I just kind of like I don't know what that is, and you know, other than just seeing the cover from the CDC, haven't really been paying any attention. All you have to do is watch when Pencil Neck has his uh, turn at the microphone, and he pulls it out without fail and wags it around like it's the Bible or something. Do you? You know, go back to the to the polling, and you mentioned pencil neck. Uh, I've heard people sort of giving kudos to pencil neck. He's completing sentences. And well, this drives me. This always drives me crazy about this administration that the bar is so low, and the memory is so short that the slightest thing that they do or appear or in, in a way that they carry themselves seems presidential and competent. It's almost like we forget about all the other shit that has happened in the last three years. Yeah. Like, like I don't, I don't care if Pence stood up there and all of a sudden, you know, a light bulb went off and he all of a sudden had the cure for coronavirus and just spewed it out, you know, you know, like, like, like some AI being. I still would say he's a piece of shit. (laughs) It it just drives me crazy that people are so willing to give, you know, these awful people a pass when they see the slightest little humanity in them, the slightest bit of humanity and competence. It's like, are you really that, you know, uh, you know, short minded, you know? Got the memory of a goldfish? That's really the world we live in today. It goes right back to his approval ratings. You know, he, it kinda it kinda does. He completely messed up the you know first month or two of this and two. not even funding the you know CDC, pandemic response team, all that stuff, calling it a hoax, no big deal, just a flu. And now all of a sudden that he's out in people's you know, faces doing these daily pressers. I've seen people say, yeah, he's doing a terrific job on it. Keep what about the part that he completely fucked up in the beginning? We wouldn't be in the situation necessarily if this was taken seriously in the first place. 
and let's just talk about all the times he's fucked up before this. That's that's the part that I don't get. I don't care if he was doing a great job with the pandemic. He is a fucking moron. That, that's that's the part that I just can't ever get over. You, you know, and, and and I'm consistent on this because yeah. I can name things that Obama did that I didn't like, but the tan suit, but <laughs> but. He was a competent person. So just as much as I'm willing to overlook some of the things that he did that I didn't necessarily like to say he was a good president is the same you know, logic that I'm playing. I'm applying to dear leader, right? I might like something you've done, but you're an idiot. <laughs> and you've done far more harm to this country than any good. So, you know, it, it, it does work both ways. And uh, it, it just astounds me. Well, you know, getting back to your point, how Pencil Neck is sort of kind of getting some good press on it, it really is the fact that he manages to be composed and he puts correct English sentences and paragraphs together. <laughs> so he's such a departure from his boss that everyone goes, holy shit, he would make a great president if we lost this other guy. When in reality, no, he lies, he toes the line, he holds the water for dear leader as much as anybody does. And he'd be just as god-awful as a president as this orange yeah, ass like we have in there now. He, he, he might be worse he in, has in atrocious different ways. Positions, atrocious political positions. Oh, yeah. 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 Can you imagine having mother as the first lady? <laughs> mother? Do we got to call her mother? The first yeah. mother? It's, it's, oh, uh, uh, all right. It's We've so Anthony Perkins. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't it? Yes, yes. Uh, what's the movie? Come on, help me out. Are you talking, um, mother in the rocking chair? Yeah, that, that Psycho. Psycho, yeah. It's one of the great oh, yeah. of all time. Yeah. All, all I could come up with was Anthony Perkins. Uh, okay, uh, so, yeah, go ahead, Fred. I was, I was just going to say, speaking of pandemic, you know, we've been kind of beating them up about the pressers they're doing daily. Um, the, the whole business of them saying constantly that we have more than enough testing kits, we have more than enough ventilators, we have more than enough gloves and and 59 masks and all this kind of stuff. And then you see people on the news and on Facebook, they, they've got nurses that are wearing glad garbage bags as their protection clothing. So this disconnect there there are people out there that we argue with daily on Facebook and stuff. They don't believe any of this stuff. What are these people making the stuff up? Taking they're going out of their way. Their 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 day has they have all this free time that they can create these garbage bag suits so they can take a funny picture and post it on Facebook. Come on. There's a major disconnect hey, yeah. the lies coming out of Here, here's the problem though. Here, here's the problem Fred and um, 
I I have to turn myself off from those anecdotal stories too. I, I am just as frustrated by doctors and nurses that are getting on the social media saying this is the nightmare that I'm living through. I, I really am. I, I, I get just as turned off from that as I do from the media being alarmist or the right wing media, you know, saying, you know, that everything's okay. I, to me, that all goes into the noise. And I have become skeptical of, uh, of everybody on this. You know, we, we had a, a, a good friend of ours, um, uh, Bucket, she's been on the show. She's in healthcare. She's a surgical nurse, uh, surgical tech, I think, whatever. Um, and another one of our friends posted on Facebook that said, um, you know, to all my healthcare working friends, tell me what's really going on in your situation. And I thought Bucket wrote a really, really good recap. I and saw it and I agree. And, yeah, but, but, but I think it wasn't alarmist and it wasn't everything was great. I thought it was right, like a very honest assessment of what she's dealing with. But these things that go viral from people and doctors and nurses, uh, I, I, I can't I can't buy in. I, I get really for I, I think that I think that shit, honestly, Fred, I think it's more helpful or more hurtful than helpful. But you know what, though? I, I also read Bucket's um, post, and, and I, I did take quite a bit from it and uh, totally get it. But don't forget that a lot of the hot spots around the country are urban. She works in a, non, a suburban hospital in Troy. A little bit of difference. But it's one of oh, but okay. The because big waves, big yeah. waves. Wife this morning also answered that. I don't know if you noticed it. I didn't see that one. No. Yeah, she, and she's she's saying it's truth, it's fact. So what do you you know? She she's down in Detroit, and you got bucket up okay, in Troy. So so a teacher. She's no 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 no. She she's helping out. With supplies, it has nothing to do with her. her okay. Well, people. again, though, if, if you're if you're helping out with supplies, you're definitely going to see the shortage end of it. I, I don't want to get into. See, here's my problem. I don't want to get into saying this person's right and this person's wrong. That that was really the, my original premise here. Is I just don't think that having all this anecdotal information out there by nurses and doctors and healthcare workers is helpful in the situation. Now, when I say that. I'm relying on the PR departments and the media and the spokespeople for these organizations to be honest, right? And so if they're not, then that's another issue altogether, right? But my point is, is, is I am agreeing with you in respects to what's wrong or right. That, that has nothing to do with it, but it's happening. It may not be happening in Troy, but it's happening in these large urban areas that are exploding. So they're both right, in my opinion, and, and I agree with both of them. But but but, the, just, here's, but, but you're but not going to the person in New York or the person in Seattle who says, you know, yeah, I had to, you know, make a mask out of, you know, my panty liners. 
is that, that that still to me says that's that's that one person that's that's not it's not their place to be speaking for the hospital as an organization. And and I, I just I, I don't think it's helpful. I, I, I honestly you're I, I think I, I don't know if we're disagreeing here that it's helpful that they're they're putting it out there. They're saying we need help and we're not getting the help that we need. And I just don't think that people react to those kinds of cries for help because it, it, it doesn't come from the, the, the body or the institution that is trying to, to do the right thing. That, you know, and, and, I, and I tell you what, you know, the, the, the situation at Beaumont in, in Royal Oak really kind of flipped me on this. And I don't know if you, if you know what I'm talking to about. The doctor who wrote a private email and then it went viral and then he walked it all back. And I, I mean, totally fucked up situation. And like, you, you know what I mean? Snafu all the way. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. So I've not heard this. What not? I've not heard that. Okay. So he, he, you, you can find it. Um, I think you can find it on, on, on Bucket's thing, but there was a viral post by a doctor that Bucket knows out of Royal Oak, Beaumont, who, who, who's, I'm just going to call it a post, went viral. And, and basically it said that this is killing young people as fast as it's killing old people. And this is what he's seeing at Royal Oak. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but that's kind of what the premise was. That to think that this was only affecting the older and the sick and um, the ones with underlying conditions was all wrong and that we were being lied to. And then Beaumont comes out and says, that is not true. Okay? And so then he has to walk it back. And he walks it back by saying... He flat out lied. He made up the shit. He didn't walk it back like a little bit. He walked it back like I was way off base with what I said. It was crazy to read his apology. So now people jump up and say the hospital pressured him and he was actually probably right. And Bucket knows this person. Bucket's like, you know, I believe him because he's an honest guy. It's a really crazy situation. And, and and that's where I'm just like I don't know what the fuck to believe anymore, you know, I, I like you know, and, and that's part of the problem is you see is so much you just get bombarded from both sides all these opinions and in a way I agree with what you're saying to where on Facebook all these posts from I'm gonna put quotes around it nurses because I can't verify Correct. what profession they're actually in and it's these stories about their day to day lives and it's being shared. And worse than that, I've seen posts to where it's, oh, I was walking down the street and I saw this guy in a face mask and I asked him how he felt about coronavirus and he said this, 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 and this. It's like, okay, that's now what, third-hand storytelling? Like, I don't know if this is true. Yeah, no, I I just, that's why I, 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 you know, I want to believe in the institutions, you know? And uh, I, I believe in institutions really more than I believe on it, than in individual uh, people or individual personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, if any of you have ever seen me um, 
you know, argue on on Facebook or other social medias, especially with the Trumpsters, is the one thing that I cannot stand is when they're bringing up personal anecdotes about their own problems. Right. I, I, I could care less. You know, I don't put my personal problems on there. I'm trying to talk about issues that affect society. And it goes the same for for this. And I just think that, you know, but. And, I, you know, I mean, I qualify this. It you you have to rely or you or you you want to rely on then Beaumont, in my example before, to come out with the right information that they didn't pressure this doctor to lie. They didn't, you know, they, 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 they didn't massage their data to come up with something different, that the transparency is there. And, you know, that what they said was, you know, the real situation. And, you know, oh, just one more thing about that whole thing. And Fred, it's interesting if you look it up. One of the ways that he walked it back was, you know, he agreed that everything he said in there was way out of bounds, but it was never supposed to go viral. <laughs> that, it was, that it was supposed to be, it was a private email. Well, he, he should have said that. It, yeah, when you read the, prefaced it. When you read the email, it looks like it's written to the public at large. It does not look like it was written to one person who then said, hey, look at this, and then copied and pasted it to the world. It, I mean, that's what he's saying. And, you know, again, we know somebody that actually knows this person. You know, it's not a Russian bot and, 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 and sticks up for him. But anyway, so uh, I, I don't know. Like, like it's part of the reason I've, I'm, I'm trying to tune out. Hey, uh, before, though, we get on to another beer, because if you guys are like me, I'm getting pretty low. I'm oh, my, my's been gone for, mine's been gone for a while. <laughs> see, see, what I did was I brought a second one down. <laughs> Smart. Because <laughs> I thought, well, you know, what if we went long? Anyway, uh, do we want to talk about the stimulus a little bit, though? Oh, yeah. I, I Personally, I didn't hear much about it, so I'm going to rely on you twos. So, yeah, I'd like to hear what came of it, though, for sure. Uh, well, knobs. <laughs> uh, I passed the Senate and then I think the House. It passed the House today. Late, oh, yeah. Late okay. today, yeah. Senate was yesterday, I think, and yeah. House was today. So yeah. it's on to dear leader, I believe now, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He is expected to sign it. Yeah. There's been a lot of back and forth on it. Well, I, it's one of the things I've only semi paid attention to just because every article you read is completely different from another article that's the problem yep yeah it's really hard to tell what's in this bill and the way it's gonna be executed you know the way that it's going to be felt by uh, the the people that are being impacted by uh this uh crisis um so yeah i don't know that we have that much to say about it you know there are uh, there are things in it that I think are good. Uh, I think the Democrats had to cave on, on a big piece that I, I didn't like, and that is the slush fund. So in order to get their small business employee employer help, they had to uh, acquiesce on the $500 billion corporate slush fund. As far as what, transparency? Uh, well, yeah, transparency and who's in charge of it. 
Mnuchin's basically in charge of it. There is no transparency. Uh, you know, it, it, it can go to, you know, the you know, president's uh, hotel. Failing golf courses, failing hotel. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's probably a big chunk of it is going to go to Boeing, um, which I disagree with. Um, you know, he okay. talks about the problems that Boeing has had, mainly because of the the, the 737 MAX. that has nothing to do with coronavirus. And You know, uh, it, it might, though. <laughs> what do you mean? You, you don't know that. Um, uh, right, I do not. Uh, but, uh, no, actually, a nurse told me that it didn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to write something down here uh, so I can remember later. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so I think that's that's really bad. Um, and, uh, but, you know, the idea was to get the, uh, the money that supports employers keeping their employees and paying them through the process, you know. Well, I guess you can't have it all. Where would you put right, it? Right, right. No, it, 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 um, um, it's really it's supposed to how it's supposed to be how things work. Well, didn't they call this phase three? So I'm assuming more phases are coming, and maybe they'll uh, be able to get back a little bit. Who knows? But I think really, it's good they passed it. I think there are a lot of things in here for small business, medium-sized business, and the general public. Um, and it's a complicated bill. There are all kinds of things in there. There were things in there the Democrats were trying to throw in, which I disagree with. I completely disagree with a lot of that. Why, why do it was not the time or place? Why well, does either side do that shit? Why don't they just have a nice clean bill and just you know? Act like true representatives of the people. Just have a clean bill, the stuff that's applicable, and move it along. I'll tell you why. Here's why. Because it doesn't happen otherwise. Because the only time that those things, those agenda items that they want to push forward ever have any chance is when they have leverage. And so the, 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 the fact that, you know, Nancy Pelosi wants to put DACA protection on this bill. I support. I, I'm like, you know what? She has to. This is not Nancy Pelosi's fault. This is the Republicans' fault. It's the Republicans' fault that she has to put it on this bill because she can't get the leverage any other time. And I get striked. I mean, you know, you know, the the, the it's not going to pass when that kind of stuff's on there. It's the only time, and so she's willing to take the political hit for putting those items in the bill. Uh, and oh, you know, you know, we shouldn't be playing politics, and this doesn't have anything to do with coronavirus. And I think she, of course, she knows that. So why is she putting it on? Because it's the only chance that she has to try and use that leverage. We don't, we we don't pass bills. There, there there's no activity that you know up in. Capitol Hill that that moves things along. I mean, the House passed a lot of bills, and the Senate just sits on them. 
So so when the when the Democrats are adding these things to the bill, I blame the Republicans for that. And vice versa. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't okay. know what the Republicans wanted to have on the bill. I mean, I just don't support most of their agenda. But if they feel like the only way that they can get, you know, mandatory prayer in schools passed is to put it on the coronavirus bill, <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, I understand why they're doing it because the Democrats won't address the issue, um, you know, with without it. You know, it, it just, that's just that's how I come down ideology ideologically fear me all right so we obviously don't know enough so we'll talk more about it when we do well you know what's going to be fun about beer money in the mail baby yeah you know what's going to be fun about beer number two is that going back to the meyer debacle each of us got to pick our own second beer so we're going to surprise each other this will be fun no Okay, sorry. <laughs> Gee, I expect an enthusiasm at least from knobs. <laughs> Help a brother out, knobs. I don't think knobs really picked out a great beer. Uh, no, I, I picked one for my fridge. Oh, all right, uh, another Yingling. Uh, no, no, not right. Yingling. Well, I sure am parched, so I'm looking forward to. Uh, beer number two and like we mentioned earlier since we could not find consensus we each have our own surprise beer and uh i it wasn't, it wasn't consensus fred well it was, it was we consensus find. we couldn't find anything so we just <laughs> we backed up 20 and we punted everyone get their own second beer we, we would have been willing to settle for anything that there were three of <laughs> i know i really would have even that 3.2 at water double double whatever it was, uh, I would even settle for that. It just wasn't to be found. <laughs> I still think you had it. I'm with Lotto here. So, so you think I, I, I duped you guys because of the 3.2? I think it was in the non-refrigerated section. No, I looked. I did. I, I uh, well, but but I here's know. another thing on that on that particular at water beer. It's the only Atwater beer that has a completely different design. So if you were looking for that very iconic Atwater artwork, it that they don't have that's the one beer they, they and I was gonna talk about that if we had it, because you know, we have mentioned the Atwater artwork before and how consistent it is and you know it's Atwater. For whatever reason, I don't even know why they created that beer. Honestly, I mean, the Pistons aren't playing. It's a weak beer. You don't even, it's a, I think it's a Pilsner or whatever. You, you know, I, I don't it know what was. the is for that beer, right? So, um, uh, you know, it's probably better that we're trying something different here. Is this our first not for me without even trying it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it is not for me. <laughs> Three, 3.2, it reminds me of going to Ohio when I was 18. I didn't know they still made beer that. I didn't know beer was made that low. I thought like four was like the the bottom of the barrel. Seriously. All right. So now we have our own individual beers. Uh, so uh, how shall we start? I will start. Yeah. Excellent. Fred, step up. Actually, I ended up um, the the first second beer we were trying to get is the one I ended up going back to. 
uh, because it looked very interesting to me. It is a Saugatuck Brewing Company. Uh, it is the Neapolitan Milk Stout. And uh, I, I guess I wasn't, even though it feels like spring is in the air and we should be going towards the lighter beers, I still was thinking I'm craving stout. And so when we were looking at this, I'm like, I think I'm just going to go back to the original pick and uh, go with this. And I, I'm an ice cream freak anyway, so they got the little design looks like Neapolitan ice cream and eh, it's a stout alcohol levels good i'm in <laughs> so that's why i picked this one all right what are the specs on it uh it's, ooh, where was it 6.0 on the alcohol and uh let's see i don't see any bitterness rating it says you get three bites in every sip so a creamy milk stout with all the brilliant flavors of Neapolitan ice cream in one glass. Taste the rich flavors of chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry in this unique beer. So It would be so cool if it poured in three layers. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it'd be like the old black and tan, but... Yeah. Okay, so while you're, while you're going through your tasting now, then let's let's go to, to Knobs and, and hear what you pulled out of your, your garage fridge. Yeah, this is my emergency supply. And this is a Petoskey Brewing Cranium Crush. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, so this is a raspberry waffle cone cream ale. <laughs> no. Okay, I've been in your refrigerator a couple times. I've not seen that. <laughs> uh, you haven't looked then because it's been there for a couple months. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the label's kind of cool. It's, it has a waffle cone with a skull on it. Sounds like a great tattoo. Yeah, it's it's kind of badass to be honest. <laughs> uh, so seven percent, fifteen IBU. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what to expect out of this one. So you haven't had it before? Uh, no, I think I just picked it up and threw it in the fridge and never sampled it. All right. What, uh, what type of beer was it again? I'm I'm sorry. Cream ale. Cream ale. Oh, I like I like those. Okay, uh, myself. I've got um, a shorts product called the Uber Goober. I was bummed that that was not there because that sounded really good to me. Um, it's an imperial oatmeal stout brewed with peanuts. Smooth, creamy, and delicious. Um, it uh, 8.2 ABP. Nice. Uh, so, you know, not going anywhere, right? And uh, 30 IBU, which, you know, probably is like, that's that's really good for me. I mean, it's going to have a little bit of hop and bitterness to it with the stout, but still uh, quite malty. So uh, I'm going to pour mine up there. And uh, so, so, Fred, what's your impressions of your uh, Neapolitan? Well, I... I do not like sweetie, sweetie beers. And I was a little, that was my only reservation with this one, thinking it might come across as too sweet. But I'm going to tell you, it, it it's not too sweet at all. And it, it does have like an ice cream feel. Like, you know, you get that creaminess in your mouth. Mm-hmm. I don't. 
I'm definitely tasting the strawberry and the chocolate. But I'm not picking up the vanilla so much. But overall, I think it's a great beer and uh, not too heavy. It's got a nice color, nice head to it. But uh, it's very smooth, great mouthfeel. I know we're not using that term anymore. But uh, but we do yeah. every single week. <laughs> and we do. And like I said, probably the biggest positive is it's not too sweet. It, it's... They, they backed it off enough on the, the sweetness. You, it does taste like ice cream, but it's not sweet. So uh, right now I'm thinking I like it. Knobs? Uh, uh, yeah, so mine is fairly light color in a pour. Uh, almost no head to it. Uh, smells a little fruity, and I definitely get the raspberry taste when I drink it. Um, there's no aftertaste whatsoever to it. And I was promised waffle cone and I get none of that. That's a tough mm. flavor. Like a waffle cone doesn't have a lot of flavor, you know, a, a strong flavor anyway, does it? It's all texture. Yeah. I'm not getting any of that yeah. flavor or texture at all. So <laughs> you're not getting the texture of a, uh, of a waffle cone. That's probably good. Yeah. Well, crunchy beer. I think it's math for me right now. Um, it, it starts really strong with the flavor, but then just ends and there's nothing whatsoever. Uh, this might be the one time I wish it lingered a little bit more. Um, what about you? Uh, so it, it's it, it's okay. Uh, this Uber Goober Stout. Um, it's uh, it's really not too strong on the peanuts. Uh, I do taste kind of um, a, a mocha to it, and I'm, I'm reading something about it online here as well. So uh, I was thinking there's a coffee flavor to it um, or coffee roast, I would say, a roast to it. And they describe it as a mocha. So that kind of makes sense with what I'm tasting uh, with the peanuts. Interestingly enough, uh, on the Shorts website, they recommend blending it with a soft parade and creating a PB&J. Oh, no. That's interesting. The soft parade being the strawberry, I believe, right? Yep, yep. Um, so you get a PB, PB&J, and I just like the idea that they recommend somebody to, to mix up their beers. So uh, I, I might try that, but I, I'm probably leaning meh on this as well. Uh, it tastes pretty good, and um, you know that that peanut flavor is there, but it's not exciting the taste buds. Um, you know, maybe after after this segment, the eight point two percent will excite me. <laughs> so and what you're saying is it's no hazel's nuts. It's it's definitely not a hazel's nuts. It's definitely not a Sagatuck PB. Um, peanut butter porter, uh, but again, I was trying to stay away from any uh, comparisons. Um, uh, it, it just, like I said, it's just not really jumping out at me. It, but you know, it's going to be one of those tough things because I'm going to have five of them <laughs> in my <laughs> in my beer cooler, and the likelihood that I will drink or offer them up to somebody is really high. Right? They're, they're not going to waste. So I don't want to be uh, two-faced about it. 
and say, oh, you know, this is not for me, and then drink them all. <laughs> can I can I add a little kind of funny little story going back to Myers again? Um, when we were getting to the point of almost killing each other, Joe Rizzi and I over these beers, she's like suggesting just about anything, just trying to get me to grab something. And she picked up one and I said, well, what's in it? And she starts describing it and it had maple syrup. (laughs) And I was immediately shot back to the blueberry pancake debacle. The the blueberry pancake was available at my Myers. Yeah. (laughs) Mine too. It's so funny. As soon as she said maple syrup, I said, stop not taking that. You know what, Fred? I know which one you're talking about. I don't remember the name of the beer, but there was one that I picked up as well. It might have been an Old Nation one. It, it might have been. I, I, or an Odd Sides? I don't remember seeing Odd Sides. There was a bunch of Old Nation, so that's why I think it's an Old Nation. I could go back to Myers right now. I know exactly where it is on the shelf. And I didn't go with that one either because of the maple syrup in the, in the uh, description. It's, it's seriously, it brought me back to that blueberry pancake nightmare. <laughs> it's still I'm stuck still not there. over 60 yeah. episodes, and I'm still not over that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of humorous. Uh, so, uh, I'm starting to like my beer more as I keep sipping it, almost out of habit. Well, that's good. You, you two need to, need to get to know each other, you know. Don't rush <laughs> into things. <laughs> Take it slow. Yeah, take it uh, slow. I, it's hard well, to take the drinking slow when you are in quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my segue. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, I had to take Wednesday night off, off from drinking. What? From drinking. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Pray tell. <laughs> I, I'm like, I need a night off. Like since quarantine, and I don't I don't know why it's different. Like, you know, I work out of my house, and we talked about that last week, episode 59, tune in. But, um, you know, I'm used to working out of my house, and so it's not like I have to drag myself into an office every day. But I generally don't drink in the middle of the week. Just I don't really have that much interest in it. Maybe a glass of wine with dinner, you know, every once in a while, maybe a, a, you know, old fashioned with bourbon or something before I go to bed. But during this quarantine, certainly my my work responsibilities have fallen way off and I'm like drinking all the time. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 I want to drink in the afternoon now. That, that, I never had that feeling before. Like, oh, it's noon. Yeah, let's start drinking. And Pop-Tart's the same way. She's been a bad influence. She made me conjure up a, a, uh, a gin aviator at 1130 yesterday. <laughs> and I'm like, do That's you really perfect lunch drink? She doesn't even eat. <laughs> <But> <laughs> But um, I I have found myself like almost trying to watch myself in in terms of 
my alcoholic intake during this because I could be drinking a hell of a lot more. You know what? I'm, I'm totally polar opposite of you. I've been in lockdown for two weeks. Today is the first alcohol I've had since lockdown. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not making that up or lying. It's just, I haven't had a drop of alcohol in the whatever two weeks that we've been locked down. It just, I don't know, really hasn't come up. The opportunity, what? maybe it's the lack of um, alcoholic influencers like you guys <laughs> being around more often. I don't know. I don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> but you take no exception to it. No. <laughs> I'm, I, I am shocked by that. I, I, again, and, and there's, I, I draw some comfort from it there, Brad, because, you know, maybe it is just me and maybe I shouldn't be drinking every day during, during quarantine. <laughs> and, and, and maybe you'll inspire me to, uh, to, to be a bit more uh, sober during my lockdown. And, and actually, I kid about being sober because I haven't gotten drunk. Uh, you know, uh, I got to think about that. <laughs> if you gotta think about it, you yep. probably did. Yeah. Well, there was it was uh, was it last night? No, it was it was uh, Thursday, uh, Tuesday night. T- Tuesday night, yeah, I had quite a few vodkas. Um, but uh, yeah, g- generally, you know, yeah. you so, know what I think? I think no, it's not, been not social like- distancing, but social drinking. So you know that that's been okay. Um. But I just find myself like it's just been too easy just to, oh, we're stuck in the house. Have a drink. Well, you know what I think it is with me, Blotto, is that, you know, I picked up that shiny, sparkly, brand new Reverend guitar. Oh, you got something to occupy yourself. I have actually been spending a lot of time with the new acts, and that's really where all my free time has been going. So... I, I don't play well when I drink, so mm-hmm. the, the, the two normally don't cross paths, so I've, I've been wanting to spend as much time with the new guitar, and so that, that that's really where I've been putting all my equivalency of time that you've been at the bottom of a glass. <laughs> hey, I got my <laughs> hey. <laughs> I got my hobbies, okay? We'll get into that. All right, uh, so... Well, wait, wait, let's, uh, Nobs, has, has your drinking uh gone up uh decreased about the same i would say probably about the same to be honest uh i had a few wednesday night i think because i knew i was gonna be going on call soon so (laughs) he's front loading yep (laughs) go hard early yep uh but i mean nothing crazy i think it was two beers or something at most and you know whatever no big deal there but I would say not any more than typical. I, I was going to say, so, you know, you would compare it in many ways, like we, both, like we both are, I guess, but what would be typical, right? Yeah, I mean, weekday drinking isn't normally my thing, so one or two during the week was probably normal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm like during the week, normally when – we're not on lockdown going to work and that whole routine. If, if I drink one or two beers during the week, that that's pretty amazing. Actually. I mean, if we do music trivia, I have my one beer 
my loosen up beer. And that, that's about it for the whole week. But it just seems like on lockdown, it's like, you should be drinking. <laughs> you got all this free time. You're working at home. You don't have to commute to and from work. So you get two hours back from your life. You could be drinking those two hours, you know. See, I, right, always, right? I always work from my home, but I don't normally drink during the week at home. Now, my work has really fallen off in terms of the, the demands of my work. So that's where the idea of why don't I drink it, you know, 1130 with Pop-Tart has, has, has kind of come into my mind because, yeah, I'm not going to get an email, right? I mean, my customers are, you know, pretty much either just in coast mode or they're they're even shut down. So, uh, you know, I could from a work standpoint, but I'm not. I mean, that's I, I guess that's the upside. I'm still just, you know, kind of waiting until, you know, the evening. You know, sometimes I'm looking at the clock waiting for that to happen. Oh, 7.30, time to drink. He's setting alarms. <laughs> I got this new Casio watch. It's got three alarms on it, and damn it, I'm going to use them all. Uh, one of them's to start drinking. The other one's to stop drinking. The other one is to wake up. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're all on lockdown, right? So we we know that we're not spending all of our time drinking, right? So so what are we doing to fill all this time we got? Well, you're playing Anyone? a lot of guitar, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely uh, one of my high priorities. There's um, other things, though, but what about you? What, besides the drinking, <laughs> what are um, you doing? Uh, it's, it's pretty sad. Uh, sad. <laughs> well, in some respects. Okay. So, you know, that I have, I, I, there were, I had two projects that I was going to work on because, well, three, one of them led to the other two. So we started cleaning out the storage room and it was a mess. And so it was really good to do something productive like that. But when we cleaned out the storage room, I found two little do-it-yourself home kits uh, that I decided that I would, you know, see what I could do with them during this uh, isolation. Um, the first nice, was nice. a Mr. Beer homemaking kit. And, and this is kind of like the uh, Ronco version of beer making kits. <laughs> called <laughs> Mr. It and forget it. Uh, Mr. Beer. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I, Kind of, I've known I've had it. My kids got it for me years ago. Um, I asked them to, and it's just been sitting uh, collecting dust in a box. And the other one was a uh, plastic model car kit, uh, a Revel 69 Camaro street burner. Uh, and I don't know where that thing came from. Um, it, I've towed it around for a couple of moves. I know it is mine. I don't know where I got it. I don't know why I got it. Uh, so I thought, you know what? Huh. This might be kind of time-consuming, kind of interesting. I've, I've done model cars before. Uh, I'm certainly no geek. I did a Corvette about 10 years ago. Um, and that was about the last one that I've done. And then as a kid, I did a whole bunch of uh, World War II airplanes and hung them from... I ceiling on the fishing line. 
So that was, you know, so I've kind of taken up these two little hot, well, no, the one little hobby of the model car. The beer making thing fell through uh, for a couple of reasons. And it was funny because, and you guys know this, I posted on Facebook, um, uh, which should I do first? And I had a picture of the beer making kit and the uh, model plastic car, and everybody said the beer making kit. Well, it's, it's logical. Yeah, but it, it didn't work out. It just it just didn't work out. Uh, so I'll I'll uh, pontificate more on on those, but uh, uh, that's how I'm sort of occupying my time. Nobs, what are you doing with yourself? Uh, I, you know. I'm trying to like space things out a little bit. You mean like do so, drugs? What? What? <laughs> You're getting spaced no. out? No. No, I'm trying to like not do like one particular task right away. So I've been breaking up my days a little bit. So, so you like brush one tooth at a time? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. no. Uh, Every day task. You run the dishwasher I've, with one fork. <laughs> No, but I have done a lot more dishes the last few days because yes, I'm actually home. Yeah. Uh, but no, like I'll watch a little bit of TV, um, play some video games. I've cleaned the house. I did one of my house projects I wanted to get done earlier, which is to redo a shelf in a cabinet. Um, so yeah, just random little things around the house, really. To, to put this in the, in the broader sense for our audience, do, do you think that we're typical like, no. we, we, we don't know what everyone else is doing other than through social media with this time home. Um, but do you think people are looking for hobbies? Do you think people are looking for, you know, to do something that they haven't gotten around to do or uh, say, uh, you know, check something off their bucket list? Um, you know, what do you think is happening in the outside world on the surface? What do you mean by the outside world on the surface? <laughs> you know, beyond our homes, you know. <laughs> not not the three of us. Oh, okay. Uh, I think people are taking this opportunity to do stuff around the house. Like I said, uh, I know someone who is redoing his basement. Another person is redoing steps outside their house. Um, it's the starting weather. to get nice outside. I've had a lot of people cutting their grass already or chopping up leaves, whatever they're doing. Yeah, the, the weather has turned a little bit the last couple days. So, you know, and I've gone on some, uh, I walk every day. And that's been really great because just to get out, you know. Um, but you are seeing more people doing the outside things, mm -hmm. you know. Well, you know, one of the things that I've been doing, and I call this, you know how like at your place of employment, they want you to do stretch goals I hate I hate that term, but no, nope. I do I do stretch hobbies like puzzles. I I normally can't sit still. My attention span just won't sit still and focus on a thousand piece puzzle. But because of the lockdown, we have nothing but time, so we've been spending time working on some puzzles. That's another thing we've been doing. Uh, together as a family so and, and you're stretching and while doing those it's a stretch because my attention span <laughs> won't allow me to sit there and fight with 27 yellow pieces that 
all look the same. Oh, I thought you were doing like yoga or something while putting together a puzzle. No, 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 no. It, oh, okay. You you don't deal with stretch goals at work? That crap. No. no. Okay. Well, <laughs> well I don't know. What I'm but I don't, I don't know if doing a puzzle counts as a stretch goal. I I do know what a stretch goal is, and it's a stretch task. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's stretching the mind it is it's doing something that i normally like if i was in my normal go to work routine if you tried to get me to sit down and do a puzzle it'd be like about as productive as you trying to get me to sit down and read a book it's just not going to happen but because everything is sort of different right now it's sort of a stretch hobby because it's not bothering me to sit down and do it because I have nowhere to go, no one to see. So do you, do you, and I'm enjoying it to some degree, right? Well, right. You know, I'm, I'm sure you are. Is it, is it a conscientious effort? No, 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 no. See, I think it is like, I think to myself, you know, if I wanted to do plastic models, I, I could find the time to do it. Right, I'm 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 enjoying putting together this this plastic model, and I'm and I enjoy that I'm doing it at a really slow pace, uh, because this way it, it it's going to be a better product at the end, right? So, you, you know, TBD. Well, true, but but the idea <laughs> is there that you know I'm I'm going to glue a piece and the it really um, cures you know, overnight versus just waiting for it to dry and then trying to do something with that piece. So, you know, I can paint and I can glue a couple pieces here and there and then go back to it the next day. And so I am really kind of stretching it out kind of to what you were saying, um, Knobs, but I'm stretching it out because it's a better way to, to, to do this particular project. Right. Yeah. Still very conscientious. Like I'm still sitting there thinking, I'm only doing this because we're in quarantine. <laughs> that that part it has 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 not escaped me the way I wish it would. Like I'm doing this because I really love it, or I'm now doing it and I'm not even thinking about why I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. I'm still sitting there thinking I'm going to do it now because I have nothing better to do. <laughs> 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 and and. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm now to the point of I'm probably going to finish this one before the quarantine's over. So I'm going to jump on eBay and buy another model. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I wouldn't do it if it wasn't for the quarantine. And I'm, I, 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 you know, as much as I enjoy it, it's, it's strictly about the quarantine. When I was a kid, I my bedroom had uh, shelving from floor to ceiling in the entire length of the bedroom. And it was completely full of plastic model cars, airplanes, helicopters, all that. I mean, I did it like religiously as a kid. And you had told me that you were doing that, that plastic model and it reminded me that I had one that Joe Reezy and Half Pint bought for me over 10 years ago that I never even started. And I actually pulled it out and was looking at it. And we went to Myers, had uh, good intention of trying to find glue and paint. That's about as far as I got. <laughs> well, I was 
I was fortunate. So I went to the Saturday before the non-essential businesses had to close and found everything I needed at Michael's. Uh, you know, you know, otherwise I don't know what I'd be doing because I, I wouldn't have the, the paint and glue to get as far as I did. Um, now there's, you know, there's online sellers and, you know, I, I, and I bought way more than I needed. So if I wanted to do another model, I probably all I would need is uh, one can of spray paint. So if you get another model, are you going to buy another car or are you going to go for something completely different? like an airplane or war, an old war plane just to mix it up or? No, I'm, I think I'm going to stay in the automobile genre. I think I'm going to oh. stay in the American muscle car. That's uh, I think I'm going to stick with that 67 to 77 range. Javelin. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think Revel, <laughs> this is a tangent. I don't think they made one. You got You got to find a uh, a model company called a Johan J O H A N. They seem to be the only ones that made a javelin. Really? Yeah. We had talked as about as far as I could tell. We had talked about the javelin the other day, so I won't expound yeah. on it anymore. Just the other thing if that happens. This is this is where I'm really hurting, and you guys not so much, but I'm really hurting with the lack of television sports. I mean, honest. This is. I'm not over it, and it's still killing me. Is is there no sports on TV right now? There's yeah. no sports. Uh, he's just being funny at my expense. Well, you can go to MMA, and there's no one in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know that's entertaining. That's weird. Yeah, but I'm I'm just saying, it, television just sucks. I mean, you're not watching the right shows. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm open to a lot of shows. I'm watching a lot of the wrong shows for sure. Do you have Hulu? Uh, no. No, we talked about this. Yeah, but, you know, we go on to Netflix and, you know, we watched uh, a documentary uh, last night called The Tiger King, which is really fascinating. It's crazy. I recommend We just it. finished it before the uh, podcast today. And um, what a cast of characters, huh, Fred? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain to me what this is about? It's about people who collect and breed uh, large cats and exotic animals. And they're all out of their effing minds. Every one of them is. They're all in red states. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> I see it posted everywhere, and I have no idea what is actually. It's, num- it's number one on Netflix right now. I'm not sure why after watching it, but eh, it's okay. I think it's only like seven episodes. It's so seven it's- episodes, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we, we binge-watched that yesterday. Oh, we're going to be binge-watching Ozark tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Season three came out today, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Got my Ozark. Blotto Ozark. Now, is that on Netflix? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a good one. We, we caught up to our Better Call Saul, but again, you know, when I think about, okay, I have been accused of being addicted to sports on television and watching too many of them. And, you know, it has been detrimental in relationships. <laughs> but, and so I'll admit that. But the fact that there is none, it, it just, it, to me, it just validates why I watch it. Because I can't 
watch all the crap that's on TV. I, I need some some unpredictability, some something live, you know, something that's like uh, contemporaneous. And uh, um, normally that's the news, but like I said, the, the news has, has really turned me off too. So um, I really, really, really miss live sports. The only and, sports I miss are MMA and uh, Red Wings hockey. And Baseball, basketball, I don't care about. What I miss the most, I I think the the one I absolutely miss the most is PGA. Golf. That Saturdays and Sundays and even a little bit on Thursday, Friday, because while I'm at my desk, I might have it on in the TV in the background uh, if they're, you know, if they're broadcasting, whatever. But my Saturday and Sunday afternoons, not being able to tune in. And I think to myself, just play. The crowds mean nothing. They don't even rely on gate tickets for their purse. Just freaking, just do it, you know? Keep your caddy six feet away, right? I mean. I, I don't understand the golf thing. I think they just wanted to fall in line, right? I think they could, per- I think they would be doing America a favor. And I think their ratings would soar if they said, we can do this and maintain the social distancing. Easily. Because everyone, everyone would be asleep and couldn't go out. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big golf fan. Are you saying that you're not enjoying marble racing? <laughs> I, 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 fo- I found myself trapped into watching it for longer than I should have. <laughs> Once, marble racing. You guys must have had a side conversation because no, I don't know what you're no, talking. No, about. it's an internet thing. Yes, it, it's literally marbles race around a track or down a track, and that's that's it. That's the sports. That's what sports are today. I saw a video on Reddit where marbles were going down a track uh, in sand, and I was enthralled by it. It was so good. Yeah. Hey, blue, I, I, I don't the mean the front, the blue one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's it was. the one that was going through like a mud track. Yeah, yeah. I I don't mean to like totally jump tracks, but <laughs> this is where we're at with quarantine. Why? People have I to want... understand this is the place that we're at right now. This is our this reality, is, man. This is what we're talking about right. This is this is. They have their own pathetic little lives right now. Okay, so what about this? What about all the the um, living room concerts all these artists are doing? Boring. But, but are they? I, I, I cannot get into them, Fred. We watched, it's Colin, be the future. We watched Colin Malloy from The Decemberist today. It was fantastic. He was I, I, I'm a, sure it is. I'm, I'm absolutely sure it is. But and, and, and we have had friends doing it, and if you don't mind me saying so, Fred, you've done it. I've watched part- portions of your show. It, to me, is no different than watching YouTube. The fact that it's live doesn't translate to me at all. And another thing that's killing me, you know, we've talked about it before. I, I, I do go to quite a few live shows, and, of course, this thing has killed all of those. And watching people perform live on Facebook or anything else like it is really not a substitute oh no i don't think it's a substitute 
But I, I don't get any. I, I'm like, I could watch this on YouTube. I, I, I could watch this performance live on YouTube. And I just. You know what's I, the best part it's about hard it? hard for me to get into it. Hard to. You know what's the best part about it? I'm glad you brought it's it up. Be, because there is no audience. It is like super effing awkward for them when they get done playing a song and it's dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nobs, yeah. did you watch Alex and uh, what's her name from the Ragbirds the other night? No, I didn't. That was so weird. Because she's, you know, she's jamming out on her violin and he's going crazy on the guitar and these intense songs with all this energy and this tension would stop nothing (laughs) the awkwardness is like kind of funny to watch Uh, yeah it's true i never thought about that (laughs) i'm a huge samantha fish fan um one of the concerts that i was gonna go see got canceled from her and she she did a thing today and i i tuned in for like i don't know maybe a minute minute and a half trying to get into it and it was just like now the one that we that that I did uh, do that was kind of fun was um, it was the tribute to BB King. You paid for that, right? No, so it's a full concert uh, and it was free. So it's been recorded and uh, relics, I think, is the website L R E L I X. Um, but it was just performed in February, and so they did the broadcast. But again, that was. It wasn't live, but it was like watching a YouTube, but it was something that you, you wouldn't be able to get on YouTube. And then the fun part was that several of us were on at the same time and were, you know, chatting about it and having a lot of conversation about this concert that took place in uh, uh, New York in February. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll watch YouTube videos. I don't have any problem watching musical YouTube videos. And that's that's where I'm saying watching somebody live on Facebook to me is the, the same thing as watching a recorded video. Well, it's, it's funny because I'm on right now the opposite side of that spectrum. Good. There, there's a band that's playing on April 4th that is pay-per-view. It's $15 to watch them play live in their own studio. And I'm excited for it because it's a band that I don't really ever get a chance to see live. And so this is a cool opportunity. They, they've missed out on a few different shows and they're a small little indie band. So they're struggling right now. And to me, this is a cool way to support a band that I love and enjoy while also seeing them play. So I'm looking forward to that. And, and, and I'm down with that. See, don't get me wrong. I, I, I totally am in with what you're saying there. Um, but it's almost as if you were also paying to watch a recorded live performance from them. I, I see your point. There, there, there's At the end of the day, there's not really much difference whatsoever. You're still watching it on your screen. Correct. You're not being and part of that audience. It's not like watching live music. They literally could have just recorded it a week ago and then played that video, and you wouldn't know the difference. And you might have the same experience you know, just like right. I did with the BB King tribute, and it was nice that it was free. You know, I, I would have paid five ninety nine or something for it because it was a great lineup. Um, but yeah, I, I still just felt like I was. In fact, one of the things I have been doing, we talk about, you know, how do we spend our time? 
is I have been watching more YouTube videos of, of uh, uh, a particular musician because um, I'm reading uh, this book about Stevie Ray Vaughan and there's a lot of things in the book and they relate to different shows or performances that he did. And then I'm like, you know, I want to immerse myself in the book even more. So I put down the book and then I, I YouTube uh, that particular performance. Sometimes it's on there. Sometimes it's not. Um, but then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll watch the whole thing and then I have a better connection with the book. Hmm. I don't know. As the weather gets better, I don't know if I'm going to do more outside stuff. I mean, right now the weather's not going to really get better. It's supposed to get colder here. It's um, rain all weekend. I thought it was supposed to be like nine or ten degrees warmer tomorrow. Tomorrow, mid forties at least. Well, <laughs> Which no, we're in mid thirties right now. We're in the fifties now. What? <clears throat> we were fifty-four, I think. Fifty-two today. I'm yeah, sure. something like that. I we're going uh, to drop back down to the forties. I heard on the local news that uh, like. Saturday or Sunday we might have thunderstorms, so I, I uh, pulled my generator out today and made sure that thing was firing up. Oh, good idea. First pull. Roomba. Booyah. Oh, the way I'm ready. Are. Bring it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this might have been the worst 44 minutes of podcasting we've ever done. <laughs> Well, well, you know, we are in isolation and and we're craving <laughs> interaction with other adults. Point, we should yeah. go like for another two or three hours and just <laughs> keep going. This has been the most interaction I've had with any living person in days. So, yes. Why not? Hey, and hopefully our audience is feeling the exact same way, right? Like, okay. This is really boring, but I have nothing better to do, so I'm going to keep listening. <laughs> I have nothing better to do, so I'll listen to Pottoms. I'll listen to those fools. <laughs> hey, and maybe hey. they'll listen during the day and do some day drinking with you. Hey, Nobs, uh, can can you uh, can can you splice in our, our glasses clinking? Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I got time. I could I could find a, a little segment where we clink and splice it in. Well, the intro song. Use the intro song. Yeah. Yep, For yeah. sure. Yep. <laughs> All, All right, right. I'll do that. I think we've wasted enough of these people's time. But this was fun, uh, and uh, we know that it works. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it works when I get the files and edit them down and true that <laughs> when it goes live, they don't know it works. <laughs> what is today? Friday, right? Uh, that's what they tell me, man. It's tough. You lose track of days. We have two and a half more weeks of this or more or more. Yeah. I, I really, I seriously did not know what day it was yesterday. Uh, yeah, no, I'm with you hundred percent. I woke up today thinking, I think it's Friday, but I didn't know for sure. How weird is that? Like, like it's incredibly weird. It's very, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm only four days into it. I got told on Monday that I would be basically sent home and not working <clears throat> until April 13th or whatever it is. So, 
it's been incredibly weird for me. Could be worse. You could have that virus. <laughs> I could be rolling it up. No, I mean, obviously, it could be worse. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, I, I'm just glad both you guys are still healthy and uh, haven't had to deal with that bullshit. So. Likewise to you, Fred. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So uh, absolutely. we should probably wrap this thing up and um, we'll let Nobs do his magic and get it out for the peoples. And uh, we'll do it in, what, another week? Check in with each other and see what's going on. Yeah, make sure we're still alive. Yeah. We're not zombies. All right. Well, this was not what the apocalypse was supposed to be like. (laughs) (laughs) It's a comfortable slow death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, you guys. We should leave these people alone. Bottoms up. Bottoms Bottoms up. up. Out. Out. Politics, some culture and craft beer. Politics, and that is why you're here. Politics, I don't.